Welcome back. We're in Genesis chapter 16, verse 7. Let's go. So Hagar flees from the presence of Sarai and Abram. And verse 7 says, Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? So let's look into that. So verse 7, Now the angel of the Lord... I believe this is Jesus pre-incarnate. Before he became fully man, he's never stopped being fully God, but he did some, make some, if you will, cameo appearances in the Old Testament before he was born uh, unto Mary and lived on this earth for about 30 years. And he seeks the lost. Do you see that here? Sarai had a really bad idea. Husband, go sleep with our servant. And then... Wife, Sarai, gets jealous, mad, angry, and says, get away from me. And so Hagar leaves. God seeks the lost. Remember the story about the sheep? He's got all these sheep there, but one goes lost. He goes and finds that sheep. He cares about the lost. He cares about the hurting. He cares about the people who have problems, and we all have problems. So he cares about you. He's also patient. He's loving. You may... Look at Muslims today with ill thoughts and fear. But God loves them and wants them to come to him and have a personal relationship with him. Why do I say Muslims? Because as we're about to see, her son Ishmael is where uh, Muslims come from. And uh, we're, we're going to talk more about that. But don't discard anyone. And don't discard Muslims. Or anybody who thinks differently, looks different. I don't care if you think you're right and you think they're wrong. It doesn't matter. Love on them. Love them. Because God loves you and you're going to see that. He's chasing Hagar here. This is the angel of the Lord. I believe that's God, Jesus himself. Said to her, return. I'm sorry, I skipped a verse. Now the angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water. We just use English vocabulary to describe this. Found her. It's not like he was searching and like, oh, where is she? I wonder where she is. God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at once. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. So it's not like he didn't know where she was. He knows. We're just using English, English vocabulary to express it. Found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? He knows the answers to this. Do you remember when he was talking to Adam and Eve in the garden? And he's asking questions from our vocabulary. It's like we don't know, but he's asking questions for our own good. There's Everything he does is for us to realize who we are in him, to submit ourselves, to realize our inadequacies, and to ask him to clothe us in his righteousness, to ask him to love us, to forgive us. We don't have to keep asking forgiveness. Once you ask forgiveness, you're forgiven. It's a good thing to be convicted when you do something wrong and to ask God to forgive you, but knowing that he has already fully forgiven you if you've declared him to be your Lord and Savior. Verse, uh, the back half of verse 8, she says, she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Rye. 9. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child, and you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, 
because the Lord has heard your affliction. He shall be a wild man, his hand shall be against every man, and every man's hand against him, and he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. This is a lot to unpack. It's really interesting. There's a lot of bad interpretation out there on these verses, so let's uh, dig in. So the angel of the Lord says to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself under her hand. So you're thinking, okay, why why would he tell her to go back? Sarai's mad at her, and why would she obey? She knows that her master, if you will, the, the one who hired her, Sarai, was mad and angry at her and jealous of her for sleeping with her husband, even though she told her to sleep with her husband. She's probably thinking, I don't want to go back to that crazy lady. I'm good right here, right? I'll starve to death. I don't want to do that. But she actually obeys the Lord. Interesting for a person who came from Egypt and wasn't one who followed God, wasn't one who thought about God. Their system over there was different. It certainly wasn't a godly-based system. And she obeys the Lord. She's probably freaked out. She's like, God came to me? Wait, who's God? Wait, let's talk about this. I'm sure she had lots of questions. But the Bible doesn't go into that right here. And she decides to submit, and he wants her to submit. So he's saying, submit yourself under her hand. This word submission is really hard for us, and that's why it's so hard for people to come to Christ. They're like, I don't want to submit. I want to be my own God. My feelings rule. If I feel that blank, then it should be true. If I feel that blank, right? And that's why we see so much evil in the world. People are just like, I want to do whatever I feel, and I want to fit in with the culture around me, so we get to choose our sex, we get to, you know, abort babies, we get to do all this stuff, and and that's just at their choice, and and they don't want to be accountable, which is really the thing it comes down to, they don't want to be accountable to anybody, they just do want to do what they feel, that way they're like, I'm accountable only to myself, well, then you could do anything, you could rape, you could murder, all that stuff, right, so, yeah, it's about accountability and responsibility and submission. So here's he's asking her to submit. Verse 10, Then the angel of the Lord said to her, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly. Wow. So God did just that because ethnic Ishmaelites far outnumber the Jewish population of Israel. As we'll see in a minute, the ethnic Ishmaelites number, uh, as of a few years ago, about 58 million, and the number of Jewish people in Israel was about 5 million. So we They way outnumber the Israelites. And he says, I will multiply your descendants exceedingly, so that they shall not be counted for multitude. And the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child. So he tells her she's pregnant. That's how she knows she's pregnant. And you shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael. So she tells him, uh, God uh, tells Hagar what to name her son. And again, she didn't have a belief in God or anything to our knowledge. Certainly Egypt didn't. Egypt was worldly and representative of the world, not of God. It was focused on fleshly things, earthly things, temporal things, not heavenly and eternal things. And he says, here's what you're going to name him, Ishmael. And Ishmael would actually be the half-brother to Isaac, who's the son that we will see coming later between Abraham, Abraham and Sarai. This baby Ishmael is from Abram. And Hagar, the maidservant. And so let's take a look at this. So Christians believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Jews thought 
Jesus was a liar, and they killed him. Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet to be revered. Did you hear that? Right? Most people have a wrong view of what Muslims believe, but they actually respect Jesus as a prophet. Are you hearing this? The imams speak respectfully of Jesus. And Muslims, get this, expect Jesus to return someday as a Muslim and lead the world to Islam. Let me say that whole sentence again. Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet. They believe that he is to be respected and revered. The imams, think of that as like a pastor or a priest in, in Islam. The imams speak respectfully of Jesus. And they, all Muslims, expect Jesus to return someday as a Muslim and lead the world to Islam. So the Muslims have far more respect for Jesus than the Jewish people have for Jesus. Are you catching that? You picking up what we're laying down? This is not only biblical, but also practical. This is what we're seeing today in the year 2022. Now, does that does that when if you hear that, do you say does that mean Muslims are saved and going to heaven? No. You have to declare that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, that he is God, that he is Lord of Lords and King of Kings. There is no other God, and he is the one, and he is Jesus. He's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Muslims don't believe he died on the cross. They believe he swooned, that he just acted like he is dead and never died. He was just uh, resuscitated and not resurrected. They also uh, have a problem with one Godhead and three persons. They say, no, you're... Your religion is, um, what's the word? Is it uh, polygamous religion or whatever? But they're like, no, you worship multiple gods. There's only one God. Yes, there is only one God, but he's in three persons, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they don't believe that Jesus is God. Uh, but they do respect him as a prophet. They believe that he'll come uh, back to lead them uh, as a Muslim and lead the world to Islam. So they have respect for him, but it's uh, it's... In, it's it, how they actually respect him is incorrect for who he is. He is God. He is not just a prophet. He is not just a good person. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. The ethnic Ishmaelites number about 58 million versus Israelites of only about 5 million. So you can see that God fulfilled his promise that Ishmael's descendants would have a greatly increased number. We can look at Genesis 47:27, which says, So Israel dwelt in the land of Egypt, in the country of Goshen, and they had possessions there and grew and multiplied exceedingly. Uh, the interesting thing about the ethnic Ishmaelites is that they've remained free, in bondage to none, to no one. And they've never been dominated by anyone. So here God knows that, the, uh, that Islam is going to come from the Ishmaelites, uh, from Ishmael, the line of Ishmael. And the ethnic Ishmaelites, uh, there's going to be a lot of them, and he doesn't stop it, right? He, today we would say, if I could go back in history and you know stop any lineage, it might be Ishmael because of what the Muslims are doing to uh, Christians all over the world right now. But God wants us to love them. And that's the thing is he, the enemy, the devil, wants us to have this hatred in our heart for other people groups, for, for religions, for, for atheists, for whatever. No, God wants us to love them. Just like God chased down Hagar, even though she didn't follow God, and he said, I am going to, and we just talked about, you're going to have uh, descendants exceedingly. And there's going to be a great line, and you're going to, they're going to talk about it. So 
we want to love everybody. We need to love everybody. God calls us to love everybody. We are not to uh, judge and point the finger. We're to love, build relationships, and then share the Bible, share the truth. Of all the books I've read about Islam and MBBs, Muslim background believers, people who grew up in the Muslim faith and came to Christ, that you know, one of the resounding things is that, well, there's a couple of resounding things. Oftentimes those people are confronted by Jesus in a dream or a vision. Very real, and they know it's real, and they start approaching. Uh, another one is that they see the truth. They, they see that there's something wrong with Islam, but they just can't put their finger on it. And another, another one is when they start exploring the Bible and Christ followers, and they go to a church, they're deeply moved at the difference of the service. Instead of having to worship and bow down and say and do, uh, you know, things that are just trite and rote and you've got to do them over and over again kind of like maybe catholics do with you know our father heart in heaven say it so many times it's, it's meaningless but then they go into a christian service and they see people fall in christ and just heartfelt and worship and praise and, and and the forgiveness that comes with this and they just absolutely crave it and love it so um pray for all the muslims in the world that they would come to see the truth that jesus is lord I pray for uh, Mormons who are blinded to the truth, and they've added three books to the Bible that contradict the Bible. I pray for so many different people groups. But the point is, may we not be angry at people. May we not want them wiped off the planet, because even if God wiped every person off the planet except for you, you would stink and you would screw it up and you would be ugly and rotten. Because I am and you are, we all are, right? Sin has done that to us, and we still continue to live in this flesh. But we have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the Christ in us. If you, if you accept him as your Lord and Savior, he indwells you with the Holy Spirit. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And you are sealed, as we know from Ephesians 1. You're sealed. You're good. It's the guarantee of your inheritance of the purchased possession. We'll learn more about uh, Muslims and uh, Ishmaelites. It's a really uh, fun and interesting discussion. And remember, we want to love our uh, Muslim neighbors and uh, build relationship with them, relationships with them that we might be able to share the truth with them. Lord, we don't know everything that you have in mind. We have these little tiny minds. We can't see the future, but you can. You know it all. You know which of us uh, is going to love you. We know which of it. You know which of us is going to continue to reject you. Lord, help us to choose to love you, to fall in love with you, and more and more each day, to ask forgiveness of those around us, to ask forgiveness of you, to ask you to lead and guide our lives, and help us to not be angry at people, help us not to want anyone to just be gone, and to think that if any group or person or people group or anything were gone, that life would just suddenly be better, it wouldn't, we'd screw it up, just like Adam and Eve in a perfect garden, did, Lord, we would do that the same. Help us to love and build relationships for this short time that we have on this earth. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to Daily Verse by Verse. We want you to be prepared in season and out of season to study the whole counsel of God so that you can share with people who Jesus is through your actions so that you have the right to tell them who Jesus is so that they can come to know Jesus or come to know Jesus better. We strongly encourage you to share this message, this podcast on your social media, Facebook, Instagram, message, email someone who you think could benefit from it. It's an easy way for you to go out and witness to the world just by sharing this podcast. We hope you'll join us tomorrow. Have a wonderful day.